White Chicks in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hello to all you listeners out there. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> welcome back to the show. We've missed you. We have.、Yeah. So last week we had special guests, actually guests. My parents were on the show, talking about their experiences in China.、Yeah. So if you missed it, check out episode thirty-four. Yeah. Well, we have we've actually had a message from your mum, you know. Oh really? Yeah. She said she、um, she posted a message on our、uh, Facebook to HX page. Oh nice. And she says,、uh, Holly and Nora, we really enjoyed being on your podcast. Thanks for inviting us to be part of your chats. We hope that our comments will inspire others to come to China for a visit. Thanks again. We loved it. Oh, mom! Nice. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. Cool. Did we have、yeah. any other comments this week? No, sadly not. Oh, but、uh, we m- maybe it's because it's like short, shorter week. I guess maybe we had a long time before we recorded the other one. I think that's、so. true. That's true. We forgive you. <laughs> you can make up for it this week. <laughs> Awesome. So, what do you have for us today in way of news? Okay,、uh, so obviously it's back to the ridiculous.、Uh, <laughs> tourist tries to convince Kunming Airport security that her nine centimeter knife is merely a hair accessory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so, um, basically,、uh, a woman has been. She was visiting. She was traveling in Kunming, I guess, during the Golden Week last week, and she 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 bought a lot of fruit. And、uh, basically, she stuck the knife in her hair, like you know, as if you know that kind of traditional. But I don't know if it's just like one of those cliche kind of Chinese images you have of like a Chinese woman with chopsticks.、Mm-hmm. She basically shoved this huge knife into her hair, <laughs> like in a like in a bun kind of thing. Well, nine centimeters is it's pretty big. It's like this, right? Yeah, it's about hand it's not like length. A little... Yeah, it's not a teeny、mm-hmm. one. Um. But yeah, she basically told the security that it was just to keep her hair up. <laughs> um, and like when I first read this, I was like, "What on earth did she? Was she? Did she? Was she dangerous?" Like, but I think it was genuinely because she believed that she was gonna have to wait a while to get onto the flight, and she wanted to cut up some fruit that she bought. Yeah, it's probably more like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it basically just says that apparently she just really enjoyed the city's abundant choice in fruits.、Uh, I guess Kunming is well known for its fruits.、Do、I wouldn't be、that? surprised. I mean, it's in southern China,、mm-hmm. so they probably have a lot of. I think a lot of the mangoes come out of Kunming、mm-hmm. area, that area.、Yes. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.、Uh, so basically, I guess they'd found out what happened. The what had happened in the security. A、uh, worker had told the news reporter that she bought she bought some fruits when traveling in in Huna,、uh, Yunnan, and、um, worried that the waiting time to board would be too would be so long, so she wanted to bring a fruit knife to cut up her food as a snack. <laughs> <laughs>、um, airport security did not buy the lady's excuse and instead confiscated the deadly hair accessory. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the f- this is not the first. Story about s- strange things happening on flights in China.、Uh, 
it usually they has, it has to do with alcohol. So people oh. don't realise that they can't take alcohol onto the flights with them. Like, obviously, most of the time you can get your duty-free on, I guess, mm-hmm. if it's an international flight, of course. But um, people... <laughs> so there's stories about one guy... Um, chugged an entire bottle of expensive cognac. Oh, oh. This is a woman resulting in her becoming oh. incoherently drunk and unable to board the, the flight. Uh, later, two men were seen downing a giant bottle of aphrodisiac wine before oh. boarding their flight in Guangzhou. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure exactly what that is, but I have heard of uh, some kind of baijiu type thing that has a snake in, which is supposedly some kind of aphrodisiac booze mm-hmm. yummy <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so there there we have it That's don't funny. try and put your fruit knife on the flight with you it doesn't matter <laughs> but she was still able to get on the flight right oh, yeah. they didn't like arrest they just her or anything no they just took the knife from her hmm. I wonder if they saw it if they if it was through the metal detector that she got it, um, if you Stop. look at the picture of the news article it kind of looks obvious Oh, like, like she just has a big her. knife sticking out. Yeah, of her head. like yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the 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 security, like the surveillance, actually has a picture of her. Several pictures, actually, and it's it says nine centimeters, but actually it looks really big. So I don't know if it's just the angle at which the f- picture is taken, but it's quite substantial. Like, <laughs> or maybe the actual blade. Blade was nine. Is nine that could be right. Yeah, and the handle is enc- is encountered. <laughs> it looked pretty hefty. Hmm. Yeah. Makes me rethink my hair accessories. <laughs> Start using. I mean, I've seen people put chopsticks in their head, but I'm just gonna put maybe a fork and a spoon. Well, it's time. handy, isn't it? You know, you just yeah. don't have to worry about it. If you get caught out, you can just. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one actually. For all those people, such as Nara's parents, who have come to China and can't use chopsticks, just stick some a uh, fork and a spoon in your hair, and yeah, voila. Yep. Or in your handbag if you want to be boring. <laughs> Nice. Well, that's a great article. (laughs) Okay, so uh, let's move on to our question. All right. Our question came to us on Facebook, um, and it's from someone called Alan Costello. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, my name is Al, and I just listened to episode 25 of your podcast. So episode 25 is our Teaching in China episode. I've been teaching... Uh, four-year-olds in Bangkok for a year and have been considering making this a permanent career choice. I'm considering getting an internationally accredited university degree here in Bangkok in teaching English as a foreign language. Lately, I've been considering going to teach in China once I finish this degree, which would be about three years later. I'm half Japanese, half white American, and pretty much look like that. (laughs) Uh, I grew up in Washington State my whole life and only understand English. Uh, I never got spoken to in in Japanese. You stated that finding a job is more difficult for non-whites in China. Do you think that also goes for native English speakers who are Asian looking? Do you think I'd ever have trouble finding employment, even with a degree such as the one I plan to earn? Uh, thanks, Alan. Mm-hmm. That's a really interesting question. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Um, to be blunt, the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I hate to say that, but if you want an honest answer, then the answer is yes. It doesn't matter if you're an English native speaker or mm-hmm. not. 
um, a lot of Chinese schools hire foreigners based on the face. So this also means that it's more likely for you to get a good job if you're tall and good looking mm. than if you're short and not good looking. What, regardless of whether you're white or not. I mean, you might be short and white and not good looking and still have a hard time. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. It sounds awful. No, it's true, though. But, it I mean, true. we have friends who have literally been fired because they, quote, unquote, look too Asian mm-hmm. or they look too dark, and they are yeah. not Chinese at all. Yeah. I mean, they're also, I've had I've seen instances where I think that one of the girls that worked at a kindergarten here in Shenzhen, she started working. She was from Macedonia. Mm, she didn't. They actually didn't give her a job because. Oh, they didn't even give her a job, she, huh? Yeah, she was very petite and she had long black hair, and she didn't look Asian at all. Like if you when you looked at her face, but uh, from behind, she, because she had such a small figure and that long black hair, they were afraid that the. the parents would confuse her with a Chinese person. Right. Which is pretty awful if you think about it. But this isn't the first time that Mm -hmm. you've heard... Even people who have gone on holiday and come back with a tan, (laughs) a lot of times they'll get scolded by their employers because they, quote, unquote, look too black. Yeah. So it's very... This kind of discrimination based off of your looks is very present in China, even today. Mm. So, in order not to, you know, give you hopes, <laughs> Al, I'm sorry yeah. to say it, but you will likely be judged very much so for how you look. And not just by employers, but people on the street, if you look kind of Asian, they will assume that you speak fluent Chinese. Yeah, true. And I've met, um, I have a friend here who's, he's Malaysian, but he was born in the UK. And so he actually doesn't speak any Asian languages. Right. He has a British accent. I mean, he's, he's British. But um, his grandmother, I think, was, from, was Chinese, by, but not even, she was also born in Malaysia, mm-hmm. but her bloodline was Chinese so right. so several generations of Chinese but living in outside of China mm. anyways so he looks Chinese right so constantly people are trying to speak to him in Chinese which is I mean understandable that's totally understandable you know you, you in the US if you see somebody on the street you assume that they speak English right but the problem is when you don't speak Chinese and you look Asian then there's this like feeling of oh You've lost your heritage. Mm. There's something wrong with how you were raised. Yeah. You're a disgrace to this culture, blah, blah, blah. So it, there are other things that are attached to it. Definitely. We talked a bit about that in our... We, we had our episode about ABCs, and we, we discussed that a little bit, didn't we, about yeah this idea of... Although perhaps in, in Hong Kong, actually, ABCs and the like of sought after they have good because they have good qualifications and stuff in the, on the mainland it's a little bit different mm-hmm. i think yeah on the mainland I'm, i mean i'm sure i'm sure with a good teaching degree and with skills you'll find a job i i think you find a job that's not a problem but mm. you will likely have a hard time getting the same salaries as your white 100 percent white yeah. counterparts yeah i agree um 
that's actually something I was going to mention. I know some colleagues in the past who, um, uh, one one guy he'd been, he'd been here like he'd been teaching for a long time, but he was American, and but and ha- I think his mother had been Hong Kongese, um, and he spoke Cantonese but no Mandarin, I think, mm-hmm. or very little Mandarin. And um, he was tried differently, you know, in the school. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Salwi was like, um, but yeah, he had different treatment, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I've known Filipinos come to teach English. Very few, though. It do, it's not really, uh, not really an area that the that the Filipinos I know here go into. But his this guy's salary was very very low low compared to ours. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of migrant workers, I guess you call them migrant, a lot of Filipinos and Thai and Vietnamese come into China. They come in on a visa and then they stay illegally for many mm. years and then eventually they go back. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them, so, so they're known in China for doing work like manual labor or doing um, child care. Yes. So if you are American of Filipino or of any kind of Asian descent, you immediately are grouped in that same category. Even if you're, you you don't even speak mm. the like, like Filipino or what do you call it? What do they call it? Filipino language. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forget. Remember. I can't remember either. Anyway, <laughs> pardon my ignorance, I forget. But anyway, my point is that, you, yeah, you'll be judged the same way that Chinese people would judge a person who was born and raised. And you're swimming upstream there. You may be able to convince, you know, slowly win over some people in your immediate community. Yeah. But we're talking about the vast majority is going to have these similar opinions. Of course, there are exceptions. Like, obviously, again, I just want to reiterate that anytime we say we make statements about the Chinese, it's a generalization, of course. It's just based off of what we've seen. But since Holly and I have both seen this happen many, many times, in fact, um, this is something that I mentioned in the previous when we talked about abcs or we mm-hmm. talked we've talked about a similar similar issues before yeah. is that you'll literally see job ads that say like white, white. only yeah. or like no blacks and it's it's very blatant they're not trying to hide that here so mm-hmm. so yeah you you'll definitely run into some issues you may though i mean it depends on how tenacious you are because mm-hmm. it it is possible to find a job, but I, I just want to be honest and say that it's not going to be as easy for you based on your looks than it will be for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> also, there was something uh, I wanted to bring this up. It's this is like it feels like it's kind of like sensitive, you know, you, you know, like this. I, this is not my own. These aren't my own feelings, but I still feel guilty, like bringing them up because I mean, you, you you're ha- uh, Al's half Japanese. And I, I wonder if that's at all obvious because, well, we, the Chinese don't exactly have a very, they don't see the Chinese favor, favorably, do they? So, the Japanese? Yeah, yeah, so I wonder if that might also be somewhat of an issue. Yeah. I don't know. I guess if they don't know, if you're you, you're an American, you have an American passport, so I guess they they, they might not, like, that's it. 
And yeah, that's true. Saying, if you say no, I'm not Chinese. I'm half Japanese. Japanese half, that, yeah, that, that might actually be might be worse. worse. Yeah, no. that's what I'm saying. So it's how, how do you get around that? Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That many. It's actually it's funny because there's a, there's definitely a love hate relationship between the Chinese and the <laughs> yeah, Japanese. Because on absolutely. the one hand. I think they spent eight hundred and thirty. Oh, did you see that? Yeah, eight hundred and thirty oh million dollars this last week in Japan. So obviously mm-hmm. they love the Japanese. Yeah. On some level. Yeah. But if you ask a lot of, well, it's not everybody, but a lot of the Chinese people, if you ask them their opinion about Japanese, they'll say they hate them, and that's based off of history. You know, there's been a lot of conflict between these two mm. countries, so <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of um, yeah, it's not really. Uh, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense no, if they're like worshiping. They buy so many Japanese products. Mm-hmm. They ru- Japan and Korea are the top touristed countries from Chinese yeah, citizens. So they rush to their countries and love spending time there, but yet they hate the Japanese. Yeah, the Japanese so yeah. <laughs> it's a strange kind of. Um, opinion i guess that they have yeah well i mean i'm sometimes i question if they like us that much (laughs) (laughs) to be honest i don't know about that either yeah which kind of brings us so we wanted to take this question from al and kind of spin it it's a little bit similar to what we've talked about before regarding um you know uh, we've mentioned some of these topics before about you know how we're treated in china versus chinese people but we want to talk a little bit about the expectations or stereotypes that Chinese people have about Americans. Yeah, this or is probably going to get a white bit people. funny, I think. So, <laughs> yeah. So what do you have, Holly? What's something that... Um, well, the, the, my top one is that we're all fat. It doesn't oh. matter how skinny we are, like how slim we are, we're still fat. Yeah. <laughs> That's my feeling, like... And, and and I mean we've talked about it before and like in the past in past episodes they're gonna tell you if you put on a tiny bit of weight they're gonna be they're gonna tell you yeah, straight away they'll and say, you're gonna feel you like, looking fat yeah <laughs> you look yeah. a little or, fat or over the like if you go on holiday you just you just know you're gonna come back to scathing they're not mean about it actually no it's just, it's just like, like matter like, of oh, fact yeah it's just like pointing something out mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that's my that's my first one. Yeah. Also, uh, speaking as an American, I've gotten that a lot. Like, so I'm... Oh, uh, my God. Seriously. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm... Not, okay, so I'm a slimmer say, build but than, people like, say most. that Americans are fat. Yeah, so mm. people will... When I tell people that I'm American, they're, like... Shocked? Yeah, they're shocked because <laughs> I'm not... I mean, I'm slimmer than the average, I guess. So they, they're, like, what? But you're so slim. How could you possibly be American? <laughs> You must be Russian. Yep, which is what I get every single day. Yeah. Today, actually. Yeah. Even, I mean, by my neighbors mm. who have seen me every day, you'd think the word would pass around. Yeah. But actually, it's this morning and also last night, so twice in a 24-hour period. Yeah. Which is about normal. I usually get it once mm. every day or every other day. Yeah, I think if you're, if you, if you're a foreign woman and you're slim build. Or or and you are blonde, mm-hmm. you you're Russian. Yeah. And if In you're Chinese not, eyes. if you're not, they're, they're amazed. Like, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Where could where where are you from? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So that's a good one. Definitely a good one. I actually had that one on my list too. <laughs> oh, sorry, I stole it from you. No, no, it's all good. Um, my first one was, <laughs> you make a lot of money. 
Ah, yeah. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, so it's true. Yeah. It, it's okay. I'm again, we're talking about generalization and also um, a lot of this information. So actually taxi drivers are some of my biggest uh, sources for mm. this information and taxi drivers typically aren't that educated. So I don't want you to judge all of Chinese people like this. So a lot of, but a lot of cab drivers or Chinese people, actually not just cab drivers, but um, work, let's say workers, their first or second question that they ask me is how, how much, much money, money do you, you make? make? <laughs> yeah. There's it, n- there isn't any like, they don't, they, they have no, they're not like embarrassed about it. No, no. It doesn't seem to be say, something. Oh, they're... you're a foreigner. Where are you from? How much, what's your monthly salary? Yeah. It's just like that. Yeah. I still haven't found a good answer for that. Yeah. And if you if you were to tell them the truth, they'd probably ask, were you married? That would be the next question. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and try and, like, marry you off to their son or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because on the one hand, I think that... Because I've, I've said... Um, you know, you you get the same question so often, so you kind of, like, play around with... Sometimes mm-hmm. you tell... You ask some people... You just kind of test. Yeah. So sometimes I've told them a ridiculously high number just yeah. to, like, see what their reaction is. And sometimes I've said a low number just to kind of gauge. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a fun... But um, I remember... <laughs> Uh, quite a few times I've has, I've said, why don't you guess? Guess how much oh. I make. Oh, that's a good one. And most of the time, they they give these, like, crazy high oh, really? numbers. How much? How much like 100,000 renminbi a month. <gasps> <laughs> and wow. they seemed really serious. Like, maybe they were flattering. Maybe, you know, they didn't mm. want to say anything too low. So maybe they shot really high just to make sure that they wouldn't make me, like, lose face. Yeah. But I think some of them really think that we make that kind of mm. crazy money. I wonder what that's based on. I wonder if it's based on just, like, I don't know, the media or whether it's based on people they've met in the past or, like... I think it's just general... Just a mix, maybe. Yeah. Because a lot of... Well, I know Americans are pretty... A lot of... We, we just... We don't bargain in the mm. States and... And so when we come to China, we just accept all the prices. So in that way, at least I'm talking about most Americans. So in that way, we kind of look like spendthrifts. You know, we're just like like, frivolous spending money. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it makes sense that in the public eye, Mm -hmm. we're just, you know, money bags. Yeah. I I don't know if I've told this story before. So when I lived with um, our friend Mimi and her boyfriend Ivan, um, we had uh, an IE, and the uh, an IE is like a she's a a, a maid basically. It literally like, means auntie. Yeah, it auntie. sounds much it's sweeter. Cu- it's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would ha- she would come on a Sunday morning, so we were young and crazy, and we would go out every Saturday night <laughs> and have a good drink. And so on Sunday we would be we would be hungover, and one of us it was usually me would go out down to the Starbucks and get us some coffee and some disc- like carb- carbs and cheese <laughs> and all this kind of ridiculousness. Um, and then we would just veg out on the sofa. So after a while, when she, once she got comfortable, now this woman was comfortable, seriously. <laughs> she, I've never, like, of all the eyes I've met or had in my home, she was by far the most cheeky, let's call it. So one day she's like, "Oh, like how much do you what how much do you spend on this stuff?" Like basically asking me like she wants to see the receipt like 
and she she must have seen the receipt or we told like yeah she probably looked at the receipt and um she she said oh it's too expensive <laughs> and from that point on she wanted to make us lunch on a sunday Aww. which was kind of nice yeah. and li- she, she must have spent so compared to the <laughs> i don't know probably 15 dollars or something that we spent on three cups of coffee and three croissant or something she would make us a meal for like probably three or four dollars <laughs> it was awesome and that would last us like for the evening as well so yeah she was like gobsmacked that we could ever consider spending so much money on food just <laughs> well, gobsmacked. it's true though like starbucks is quite expensive here in china but yeah, yeah that's that's really funny so yeah those purchasing those kind of because yeah you can eat for really cheaply in China. Oh, yeah, sure. So it is a luxury, just... You you are putting away a lot of mm. money or throwing away a lot of money buying those kind of That's products. That's true. It's true, but I feel as though sometimes we're kind of like... Some Chinese people look at foreigners and do think that we spend frivolously in that respect. But honestly, like, in this day and age, like the young Chinese people are doing the same thing as us. Oh, they're way worse. Yeah, they're, they're in way, coffee shops. They go, they go and eat out. Like, I think and there's not a just difference, in these little, like, little hole-in-the-wall places. They're going for like a proper dinner somewhere. Yeah, I agree. The fact that I think they're worse than us as well, but why do we get so much I think a difference slack. is, and this is kind of Oriental mentality, not just in China, but in the Orient in general, but um, if... You okay? So, Oriental people tend to spend more money outside of the home to like show off. Right. You know. Yeah. I've met quite a few people, not just in China, but in Eastern Europe and in other Southeast Asian countries, where they'll buy a, an extremely expensive car, mm-hmm. an extremely expensive phone, yes, very expensive watch, clothes, whatever, and then their house will be this small, dinky, yeah. like kind of not very nice place mm. to live and it's similar so in china it's okay to spend money if it means it will increase your image and your status yes or impress somebody yeah. in your network but we at least i prefer to spend my money in private like mm. i would rather spend money and buy expensive food at home sure because they typically, they'll spend lots and lots of money treating friends for dinner. But then when they go home to their house, they'll be very, very careful about how they spend money on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I agree with you completely, actually. So it's kind of a different mentality. Yeah. Oh, Chinese homes are, can be very, like, minimal minimalistic. Like, mm-hmm. ver- like they don't have... Th- they have, a, like, they, they, they don't have a lot of storage in apartments, of mm-hmm. course. Like... So there, there are often a lot of like objects all over, but they don't have a lot of, in my opinion, personal items. I think we've talked about this in the past. Mm. Like you very rarely see like ornaments and decoration. It's it's mostly unless it's like a tea set or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's also because we're in Shenzhen, which is a migrant city too. True. So that's nobody true. is really from here, so you don't mm. your your life is lifestyle is kind of like transient (laughs) so you have to pick up and move at any time Mm. so maybe it's just not worth it for them to collect a bunch of expensive stuff to have around so did you have another point let's move on to 
another idea mm. about what Chinese expect out of us. Um, I feel as though they don't think we take care of ourselves very well. Hmm. In because we, I feel a lot of the Western, the Western mentality is not the same as this Chinese idea of looking after your body and a, a lot of the things that we do they're like well like what like why on earth would you do that and the mm. the thing is ridiculous like the fact that we like to drink ice water <laughs> whereas it's difficult to get I like a drink with ice in here apart from if you go to like KFC or whatever mm-hmm. um, or eat certain certain things that we eat or don't eat so one of our colleagues um, is he doesn't eat carbs i think that's i guess most of the time so his lunch box was on the on his desk and the i the the office i came in and she she was she said oh like what is this and i said oh it's his this is his lunch and she said what no rice <laughs> i said oh no he's like he's on a special diet or something and she, she was like whoa like she couldn't believe it she was like <laughs> her mind was blown that he would eat a meal and didn't have any rice and i said well you know, like, m- lots of foreigners, like, we, we can't eat too many carbs because we just get fat. And she was, she was like, hee <laughs> Like, she thought it was hilarious that, <laughs> like, that this could be possible. I was like, well, you know. Yeah. yeah. I can't explain any more than that. <laughs> like, let's just end the conversation here. <laughs> nice. It's true. It's true. And sleeping late. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, we don't really. Oh, you mean fall. going to bed late or sleeping late the next day? I guess both. Yeah, yeah. I Everyone guess seems both. to be in bed like about ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Between ten and eleven, and then they're up between six and Ugh. seven. Yep, 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 yep. Mm. Um. So another thing that I found that Chinese typically think about me is that um, I don't speak Chinese. <laughs> Which is kind of fun because you become sort of a secret spy because they yeah. never expect you to speak Chinese. So if you don't let on, then they'll talk about you in front of you and you can spy. <laughs> yeah. And from my experiences on uh, when I've had adventures with Nora, uh, pretending that you don't speak any Chinese will just l- allow you to do most things. Yeah. Yeah, you can kind of see once once you start speaking Chinese, especially if you speak it well, then the they the mind their mind shifts and they think of you as a Chinese person. Mm. So, for example, <laughs> this is a simple thing, but a lot of um, our friends live in gated communities, and the technical procedure when you visit a friend in one of these gated communities is to register. Mm. So you need to stop at the guard stand. Even if you've been there a hundred times before, you have to stop at the guard stand. You need to fill out your information. You need to give them your phone number. You need to show them an ID, and then yep. you can get into the building. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm not doing that. That's so much hassle. <laughs> so you just, I just walk up to the gate and just smile at them, and they mm-hmm. speak to me in Chinese and try and get me to register. Yeah. And I just smile and say, hello. <laughs> and I just point, and yeah. then they open the door. <clears throat> I, made the mis- I made a mistake. Last time I went to visit Mimi, they must have had a new guard on the gate. Usually they just let me in, no problems. Mm-hmm. And he was like, where are you going? And I was like, damn, I can't remember which building she lives in. I, mm-hmm. So I just made up a letter. And he, which floor? I said, oh, this this one. I thought, this is not right. And I could see <laughs> he was wanting to, like, call someone. He was like, oh, like... 
he was asking me loads of questions. He was like, oh, you need to write your name. I was like, what, my Chinese name? And I was like, I don't have a Chinese name. Mm-hmm. I do, but that's not the point. I thought, I'm a foreigner. Like, what would you what would you want me name for? Yeah, so it was more hassle. He did let me in, but I just thought this is just way too much hassle. Mm-hmm. I should just do the smile and thing. We have to take advantage because we deal with a lot of stereotype negative things on a day to day basis being a foreigner in China. So when you have those little wins, I maybe it's maybe some of you out there think it's wrong, but please don't judge unless you've actually come and tried living here for six years because. You, you, those little wins actually, it balances out mm-hmm. all the other stuff. Because there's a lot of negative things that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. When I hear Asians in the U.S. complaining about how racist Americans are, I, I hear a lot of that. Oh, really? you think we all look the same and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay. I've seen the reverse side, and mm. it's way worse in yeah. China than it is in the States for them. So, I, I don't know. I think... Those little things is not really hurting anyone, so yeah. So I I do take advantage of those. <laughs> you, you saying that oh everyone like uh, them saying that we all we all think that Chinese people look the same. Um, this is a good few years ago now. Uh, a colleague um, at the school I was teaching at, he was like shopping one day, and he bumped into one of the Chinese teachers that was actually in his class. And she, he stopped her and said, oh, like, hi, like, how are you doing? And she, like, she just stopped and just looked blankly at him as if she didn't recognize him. <laughs> and she was, and he said to her, oh, it's me. And she said, oh, I didn't recognize you. You all look the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've gotten people telling me that um, my husband and I are brother and sister. And we look nothing, nothing alike. <laughs> I mean... Our gene oh, wow. po- pools are very different. And yeah. to say that we, I mean, there's no, I don't see a smack of resemblance. That's creepy. Yeah. So, I mean, little things like that. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Another thing that Chinese people expect, I think, from us is that we go home for every Chinese holiday. Have you ever gotten that before? Mm, uh, no. Oh, perhaps. It's not like, I I guess, I don't know. No, not really. I think they don't really realize how far far it actually is is for us to go home. Yes, yes, I'll do that. Because after the holiday, any holiday, even if it's like a three-day weekend, (laughs) my neighbors will ask me, oh, did you go home for a holiday? And I'm like, it's just a default. You know, it takes me like more than a day just to get home, right? So... That's, that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah, I think they're probably just not thinking yeah. about it. But it's it's funny because I'll kind of look at them with, you know, just waiting, hoping that some light will yeah. trigger. But it doesn't, it doesn't usually happen. So <laughs> I had to mention that one. <laughs> that's funny. Maybe they just like, I don't know, they, maybe they just stop thinking, you, thinking of you as a foreigner. Like if they're your neighbors and they've seen you for a long time. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know why. In that case, it's kind of endearing. It's kind of funny. (laughs) Another one that you get all the time if you're white and in China is they assume you're an English teacher. Oh, yeah. Which is, okay, it's fair enough. Which could be worse, so we can't really... Yeah, no, I mean, I understand, but you get it a lot, a lot, a lot. 
it. You know what is nice now? Like it's it's such a relief when someone asks me, because in the past, if you say, "Oh yeah, I'm a teacher," you would have them immediately WeChat. We, I want you WeChat. I want you to teach my son, dog, cat, mouse. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now when I get when I can say, "No, I'm not," and I just think, ah, I can walk away <laughs> and I don't have to have this conversation with you. Oh yeah, it's. It sucks to be in a position where there's too much work, right, Holly? Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> oh, we are spoiled here in a I lot know, of ways. I know, I know. <laughs> Another thing I thought about that a lot of Chinese people assume is that we all drink coffee. Yeah. That we don't drink tea, That's true. we all drink coffee. Yeah. Which I've gotten on numerous do you think occasions. That's just, I mean, do you think that's a bit an American thing, being an American? Or do you think they just think that of all of us? Because, uh, yeah, I guess they probably don't even know, like, that in England we drink tea. I think it's just because a lot of the Western restaurants that first came into China were mm-hmm. American. And they served coffee and not mm. tea initially. So they probably just assume that we drink coffee instead of tea. Which is true for a lot of people. people yeah. But, I mean, tea drinking is also quite big. Obviously, in the UK, it's huge. Mm. And in the States, a lot of people drink tea. Yes. So, but yeah, I've had Chinese people surprised that I drink tea and not coffee, yeah. although I do both. Yeah. Um, so another one I thought was, um, you, you can't eat spicy food. Yeah. Have you had that? Yeah. Every, they always ask. They assume oh, do you, you can't. Do you eat, like, do you eat it as though it's like some kind of like, you have, might be allergic to it or something mm-hmm. Like you can't, your body won't be able to stand it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have had that. <laughs> I um I can understand it though because I guess it's like if we were to go to an Indian restaurant, like you probably no one would assume that you were going to eat a vindaloo, I guess. Yeah. It's probably true. And you don't like the mala stuff, right? So I don't like mala, which is the numbing spicy. So it's a stereotype. It's a stereotype. Because it's uh, Yeah, it's, true. it's, it's kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Anything else that you were thinking about? <clears throat> I've, re- I've read, read, I've written things down, but we've kind of already touched on them. Okay. So, about the rice and... Oh, eating rice. Eating rice. <laughs> yeah, they always assume that you have one constant staple grain to go with every meal. Yeah. So some of them also, oh, you don't eat rice. You eat bread with every meal. Yeah, like bread. they have yeah, to like exactly. replace it with something. Yeah. Like they can't, it's hard for them to imagine eating a meal without any kind of carb. Yeah. That's true. And I think also uh, just with, with the food thing, maybe people are becoming more aware now, but they ju- they do assume that we all we eat is like hamburgers and fries. Oh, and yeah. And yeah. that, of course, we must just want to drink Coke, like Coca-Cola or a fizzy, soft, like, soft drink. Mm-hmm. Um, they also assume that all of our food is just crap because... Yeah, it, it, yeah, I yeah, think so. Because yeah. in China, you have fake, these so-called Western restaurants, which are owned by Chinese. I mean, it's, I guess... It's somewhat similar to the Chinese restaurants in the States, although yeah, those are usually run by Chinese. But those, they do tailor their dishes to the American palate. So a lot of things that exist on Chinese restaurant menus in the States don't actually exist in China. Mm. In fact, the fortune co- cookie, I think, was invented in California. Was it really? Yeah. 
So things like that. So, I mean, in Western... But actually, I find the Chinese food in the States is really, really good. I like it. I, I like UK, British uh, yeah. Chinese food, too. But the Western food in China is awful. Maybe because I'm Western, but I hate... It's so expensive, and it's awful. It's always, You always think, like, it's a bit plastic. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there are lots of these Italian restaurants, that seems to be the go-to food for like a Chinese Western restaurant. And there's always, there are always, um, it's always spaghetti and some kind of tomato-y sauce. And steaks. And steaks, yeah. Which are usually like minced meat, then like re, they're not really good steaks. Yeah. They're not proper. I wouldn't, I would never go for a steak if I was in one of those places anyway but yeah it's always like a standard kind of food mm-hmm. yeah so if your only exposure is to these kind of fake western restaurant and then like mcdonald's of course you assume yeah. western food is not very good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i when i go to the supermarket i always like um if i ever buy any kind of bread or anything i can always feel like eyes are on me as if like oh there she is like buying the bread <laughs> Typical. No veggies in her <laughs> basket. But there are. Hmm. There are. I don't know. Maybe it's, I guess it's different because I'm an American. But another stereotype is that uh, where I'm from is very dangerous. Because they hear a lot of the news reports about shootings and, well, they, <laughs> they have their assumptions about security in, in the States, which definitely have, there's obviously truth to that especially right now there's been a lot of talk about banning guns but um Mm. they just assume you know you can't go out by yourself and you have to be very careful which where Mm. i'm from is ridiculous because where i'm from is like we don't even lock our doors and you know it's just (laughs) a super friendly area in wisconsin so Mm. you don't feel that but a lot of chinese people assume that it's very dangerous because of the things that they've seen on TV yeah. or Hollywood. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think another thing that... I, I don't know if this is just a Chinese like stereotype of foreigners or whether this is just all over the world and we just choose to pretend it's not us who think it, whereby if you're from... Say, if someone asks me, oh, like, where are you from? And they maybe know, like... If I'll say, oh, I'm from New, uh, near Newcastle, I'm like... Oh, oh yeah, okay, but then they like they don't consider like the size of the country, and they'll be like, oh yeah, I was in, I was in London once, and I'm like, yeah, okay, well that's nowhere anywhere I'm from, so <laughs> what about what of it? They don't really can't comprehend like the distance between places, which is bizarre considering they live in this huge country. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just trying to Maybe. make some connection. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and England is very small con- compared with China. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely had it where uh, I was talking to a Chinese friend who was planning to visit the States, and they said they wanted to see Wisconsin because that's Mm. where I'm from. And then they said, and then we'll um, do a quick stop in Washington, D.C. And I'm thinking, that's like a (laughs) 13-hour drive. Do you realize how far it is? So, yeah, maybe there's just some concept. But I guess a lot of Americans also come in, or foreigners come in and say, oh, we want to do Beijing, Shanghai, Hong Kong. And actually, they're also very Very far far apart. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a long time to get from one place to another. True. 
cool. Well, hope you guys learned something about stereotypes in China. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our stereotypes, yeah, let's be do. honest. Of we do. So we hope um, you can take everything we've said with a grain of salt. Again, it's just what we've experienced here. And yeah. obviously, there are going to be exceptions to everything that we said. We really um, enjoy living here, obviously. We've been here for years and years and years. And as you can tell, we've tried to, like, get around some of these these stereotypes, I guess, mm -hmm. in our own ways. That's right. <laughs> but if you have any comments, we'd love to hear it. And I hope that some of what we said has sparked some questions so that you can leave us a voicemail with some of your questions. And yes, you can please. do that by going to writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Or you can find us on Facebook, Two White Chicks, and yeah. drop us a comment anywhere. We'll definitely find it. Yeah, also, yeah, you can leave us a comment at the bottom of uh, our writtenchinese.com slash, uh, this is episode 20, uh, 35, sorry. Yeah, 35. Wow. So you can just leave us a comment there as well. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and if you're enjoying yourselves, which I'm sure you are, you can also <laughs> maybe get on to ye old iTunes and leave us a review. Eh? Hint, eh? hint, eh? hint, hint. Eh? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, do we have a word of the oh. week? Well, I thought maybe for this topic we could do a simpler word. Okay, go for so it. So, if a Chinese person says something assume something about you and it's yeah. not true, yeah. then oh. you can just say dui. Ah, nice. So it means it's not right. Good. So that, That's useful. It literally means not correct. Great. So it's something useful everybody can use. And <laughs> and so if uh, if they are right, what would I say? Dui. <laughs> dui ya. <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> That's, a, that's the kind of cool thing about the Chinese language, actually. You can kind of cut bits off and it'll make a new word. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'll put the links to our dictionary uh, on our writtenchinese.com slash uh, episode 35 page. Check so it out. So you can learn some more. Oh, yeah, and we are also offering some free flashcards. Yeah. For those of you who haven't picked it up yet. Yeah, which you ought to. There's no excuse. Yeah, so we have this app. Um, our sponsor, our company, yeah, yeah makes um, a Chinese learning app that's actually free, but it's got some flashcard packs inside that you can choose to buy if you want. But we've made a coupon code so you guys can get the dating words for free. So Yay. Holly will put the links again, yeah, again in the show notes, and you use the coupon code 2 white chicks to um, claim your free flashcard so you can study some Chinese. Yes. Do it. Do it. Please. <laughs> okay, guys, please uh, uh, tune in next week for our episode 36. Thanks and don't for forget listening. to leave us a question. More questions, please. Please. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>